Healing Wisdom is made possible by members like you and sustaining members like Michael Brabowski. You can become a sustaining member of WOMR for as little as $15 a month. For more information, call 508-487-2619 or visit our website at WOMR.org where you can learn more about legacy gifts and planned giving. You're tuned in to 92.1 WOMR-FM Provincetown and 91.3 WFMR-FM Orleans, the voice and spirit of Cape Cod. I bid you welcome to another episode of Healing Wisdom. I'm your host, Pandora Peoples, chartered herbalist and psychic medium. Healing Wisdom explores mind-body-soul connections as we discuss the healing effects of the arts, metaphysical concepts, intuition, and the spiritual aspects of everyday living. Healing wisdom begins in the heart. Our theme music is provided by Mystic Pete. Hey out there. Today we're talking about how we heal. So I'm really excited to have you here with us, Rana Darahian, and you're a mother a Holy Fire Three Karuna Reiki Master Teacher, an initiate of the Temple of the Womb Priestess under the guidance and mentorship of Reverend Hayes. <laughs> Hawk, welcome, Ron. Thank you so much for joining us. I know that we have a lot in common because we've been doing this whole spiritual practice and working in ceremony for a long time. You 17 years, me about the same. We've seen it grow. We've seen the whole industry grow. Popular, like Queen Afua has made a big sort of splash in the news and um, working with with celebrity clients and people are, you know, tweeting all about this kind of stuff. So, so I'm really happy to be here with you talking about Reiki and you're a Reiki teacher and you have so many people who are so excited to have learned with you. So welcome. Thank you so much for having me. It's so beautiful to be here and I'm honored. Thank you. How did you cultivate or start your whole passion and love for Reiki? Well, it started for me pretty early on. I was just starting to wake up to my own divinity and the idea that there was just something more to life than what I saw and was conditioned to believe. So for me, it started off with body work and massage and realizing there was like something more coming out of my hands. So I looked up energy healing and Barbara Brennan's school of energy healing and things like that. And that basically led me to Reiki. And um, once I got attuned to Reiki, once I started learning about it, it was life-changing. It was like this whole gateway had opened up and all these beautiful experiences. I just knew that this was part of my life's mission to open others up to this experience as well. And also just the notion of that we have an innate ability to heal ourselves. And so that's where my journey began back in 2004. And I never really looked back I was very fired up and was very passionate right off of the get-go. And I completed my ma Reiki master training within that very first year. And then I went on to begin practicing and teaching. And of course, you know, in the beginning, it was slow and gradual as many people hadn't heard about Reiki yet, but I just kind of kept persisting at it. And just through my life journey as well of then becoming a wife and a mother Reiki being one of the main 
avenues that I healed myself during, you know, postpartum and just the transition of being a mother. It's like a new, new phase of life and a rite of passage all on its own, on its own. And so Reiki was very helpful in that. And so once I um, navigated those first few years of motherhood and healed myself, you know, there was a lot of healing that needed for myself to happen as well. I was able to open up my services um, to others as well. So I've been professionally practicing and teaching since 2017, more open to the public and the momentum has just kept building. And I've just been teaching since 2019. I've been teaching Holy Fire Reiki, which is when I um, myself went into the lineage of Holy Fire Karuna Reiki. So it's been an amazing journey and life-changing. And I know that it's been life-changing for others as well. And I'm just humbled and happy to be here. So can you talk about your lineage and how you first heard about it and how you got into it and how you teach it? So I started off with Usui Reiki, with Usui Tibetan Reiki. And for the first 15 years of my journey with Reiki, I was completely content. I didn't feel like I needed to do any other kind of lineage or um, really even get involved in other modalities. I really felt like Reiki was very a very simple and easy to use tool. And I needed to focus on that and really just hone my experiences with that. And so in 2019, actually in late, in late 2018, I started to feel a need to upgrade that energy a little bit. So I had had, I felt like a completion with the Usui Tibetan lineage and Right about then, I had started to receive emails from William Rand and his school of of teaching, which is um, the Holy Fire lineage. So he started teaching in the Holy Fire lineage in 2014, which is when that energy arrived to the planet. And all of a sudden, it started to look very attractive to me as well. And it started to look very sparkly and it started calling me in. So I opened myself up to that and I, and you know, all my guides and synchronicities were pointing me in that direction saying, yes, that's what you need. So I signed up, I committed and maybe, you know, as you know, you know, once you commit the healing and the journey begins. So just, you know, as soon as I signed up, I started having healing experiences that led me to believe that that was a good decision. And upon training with William Rand in March of 2019, into the Holy Fire Karuna lineage, it was definitely confirmed that that upgrade in and energy was exactly what I needed to keep keep moving forward. So the Holy Fire lineage is a lineage of of ascended masters, and it brings with it a more refined, finer quality of Reiki, which goes much deeper into our psyches and brings up a lot of deeply repressed experiences, memories, trauma that are ripe for healing. And there's, you know, many more other things about Holy Fire Reiki that are amazing, but um, that that's one of the main things. And so that was very attractive to me. And also the fact that it's a dynamic energy, it keeps evolving and the practitioners and masters that use it as well continue to evolve with the energy. And so I like that it doesn't get static or caps off at a particular place. And the way I teach Reiki is um, in a prolonged format. So I teach Reiki one and two in 
so that three weeks each. So Reiki one is three weeks long. Reiki two is three weeks long. And the Reiki master classes are eight weeks long. And this prolonged format allows me to take my time with the material wherein it's more easily absorbed and integrated by the students as well. There's no burnout on either end. And I feel it's more of a supportive experience for the students to have more like a school and an academy sort of experience around the classes rather than a quick, quick workshop, which has its own place. And I definitely... Um, have taken part in that as well. So, but I do prefer a longer format, which is more conducive to um, learning, integration, and also the healing that happens in these classes is very deep. And I like to be present and available for that as a support. Yeah. I mean, I think that the more we can work with what's coming up for us personally, the better healers we are. So, so we need to integrate the wisdom as it is, as it comes to us and as our ability to heal opens up, you know, so it can be a very intense time. I mean, yoga trainings can be the same way. It can bring up a lot of stuff as you're sort of sweating and detoxing and expelling. It's kind of the same thing. So my understanding is that I've been trained in the Osui tradition and my understanding is that it has more shamanic Tibetan roots, that it started off and it kind of got pared down by the time it got to Japan and then to Hawaii, it kind of lost even more of its like initial kind of more earthy, kind of more psychological, more like I really appreciate it. I think for a lot of people, Usui Reiki has a very like just very friendly, light, very upbeat vibe, but you know, different types of other healing modalities can feel more like they get in there. They you can really like kind of feel it through your whole body, depending on how your people are receiving the the energy. So your focus yeah. is on empowering people to understand that they're the healers and that we're all healers. So can you talk about this birthright? Yeah. So you know we we all have this innate birthright to to be able to heal ourselves. We all are vibrant beings filled with life force energy, and this life force energy the way we cultivate it, the way we move with it, we can absolutely heal ourselves with it. And of course, Reiki is an intelligent life force energy that comes from a higher dimension and combined also with the earth energy, which which through our own bodies, which is the bridge of light, we provide to, you know, in service of healing. I just like to emphasize for my clients and students as well, which, you know, I like my ideal client is one that becomes a student is that I am not someone that's going to heal them. I bring in this life force energy in a magnified way, in an amplified way. My force field is catalytic. And just by being in this force field, whatever they are ripe to heal, they are able to heal because they have said yes to the healing. And they have, they're there willingly. They're there to do the healing. And the energy goes, yes, let's do it. So just to let them know that I'm, you know, my role is to hold space for their healing, to bring through this amplified life force energy and fill their bodies with it. And then their bodies, all they do is relax and do what they need to do. And whatever is right for the healing, you know, heals. So miracles are possible. Pain, complete pain relief is possible, you know, like shedding years off your life. All these things are possible. Like healing cancer is possible, but I am not someone that can control that or guarantee that it's it's up to 
the person's journey, their healing, their guides, what they have said yes to, whether they're done with their lessons, you know, it's all a combination of that. And so whenever someone's there for the first time in my, in front of me, I, I say, I am not your healer. You are the healer. I am here to hold space for you and give you this amazing energy and you're going to do the healing. And so they're like, oh, okay. Okay, cool. I can say it with that. All right. You know, so that's, that's my take on empowering others to heal. And then I also give them tools after the Reiki session, like, you know, how to take care of their chakras and how to keep things in balance and not take on any new entities and things like that. So I try to empower them with as much information at the end of a session so they can keep it together. We, it's, we don't have a lot of language around holding space and helping others to fit by facilitating and all of the sort of energy and work that that entails, like to, to sort of honor your own role, but then also for people to understand the, the receptivity and the, the spirit work, the mental work, the emotional work, all of these different levels of that need to be present. And a person can be somewhat resistant, but they're still, you know, and, and grappling with the different layers of them that are um, wanting to hold on to the old story or the old pain, the old illness, whatever was going on for the them. Habits, the addictions of, you know, the, the, the people dynamics that we have, we, we want to heal, we want to let go, we want to feel better, but then we're also like addicted to the past and the pain, you know, so. It's, right. It's a problem. And, and I think it comes down to, I think it comes down to this, the, just being in the present moment, because if they're really, really there and really have set that intention or really, you know how people can open and close, <laughs> like the, the same person can be receptive and not receptive and receptive. So it's like when they're ready to be there with you and, and be really totally present and open. Yeah. To be yeah. Like it's a, I think it's a, you know, it's a remembrance of who we really are and what we're really about. Mm -hmm. And it's like the world is full of contradictions. We're really fully embodied and we need to honor that and understand that. But there's also so much magic within, in terms of our spirits and our will. And we're kind of taught out of that as if it's not a scientific perspective when there's so much behind that, that makes sense, you know? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) knowing a deep remembrance also like so much shedding of the conditioning of society we're like we're so conditioned to be a certain way to go 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 to produce produce you know it's like we have all these stories about just relaxing and just conquering our own fears you know like it's just so much stuff can come up for people around their own healing their lovability do they deserve to be happy do they deserve to be comfortable do they even want to you know I so funny. layers yeah it's so complex. So can you talk about your art? Um, you're a painter and you do resin work. Yeah. So I got more into, I've always been art, artsy and crafty, but um, I got more into it a few years ago and um, it really blossomed with this online class I took um, with Lindsay Arno. She's the color alchemist on Instagram And her classes allowed me to really tap into a beautiful realm of color and basically intuition, accessing my intuition in a different way, which allowed to really um, bring in all the colors into my life, which really was a catalytic effect to get my creativity 
on track and everything. Um, so very grateful for that. And part of her, uh, the way she teaches is to infuse the canvas with affirmations. And so that's kind of where it started. And we would write affirmations on the canvas. So I inc- started to include Reiki symbols on there and my own symbols. And I would you know, charge the canvas with Reiki. Then I would charge all my paints with Reiki. And so I started doing that. And so all my supplies are charged with Reiki on my canvases and the symbols being on the canvas themselves are always emanating the energy of Reiki. So I just put the, you know, the painting goes on top of the the symbols and covers them up. So they're not visible, but they're always emanating the energy. So, you know, everything's done intentionally and the art itself is very inspired and intuitive. A lot of my, um, Inspiration comes through from my guides, um, my galactic guides, angels, nature, and um, and the resin work too. I started doing resin a few months ago, which is very inspiring and colorful as well. Gets me very excited. And I just charge every layer of that epoxy. There's many, many layers that go into it. And every layer that gets charged, you know, gets mixed for like three to five minutes. So while I'm mixing, I I pray, I meditate, I amplify my light and all that's going into the resin. And I'm always in a great mood. I'm always joyful and creative when I'm creating. So all that goes in there too. And I feel like people can feel it in the art. You know, the art is radiant. A lot of um, energy attuned folks can feel it. They can see it. And that that makes my heart sing with joy. (laughs) all an expression of life and creativity it all just kind of oozes out you know absolutely so how can folks find your art you have both uh your uh, reggae trainings and also your art so yeah so instagram is the best way right now i have touch of light wellness is my reiki handle and touch of light arts is the art page um, I am on Etsy as well, um, and you can just find that through the Instagram profile. I would love for you to to just to talk a little bit about sisterhood. You know, whether you're you specifically want to talk about wo- our wombs and and healing the healing that is kind of uh, in the zeitgeist in terms of the spiritual movement, because now you're even hearing about it on morning talk shows. <laughs> so It's like, whoa, it's like cool to talk about, or it's safe to talk about it. Uh, more people are getting exposed to these ideas, which is, you know, I think it's a kind of expansion that needs to happen. Yeah, that's amazing. I think that's awesome that it, all these ideas are going mainstream because that's, that's it. We want everyone to heal. So you know, my, my whole goal with Reiki, you know, my mission in life is to attune everyone to Reiki. Like I want at least one member in every household to be attuned to Reiki. It's like, Hey, you have, you have Advil in your cabinet or whatever you have, you know, uh, whatever, whatever it is. It's like you, at least one person, one person has the gift of, you know, healing in the, in the household. So I'm all for mainstream, you know, um, making these concepts mainstream. As far as womb healing goes, you know, my main message with that is our wombs are a sacred place. You know, the womb bearers have a sacred portal and this portal is connected to our intuition as well. Our third eye and our womb sacral are connected. And 
in order for us to be aligned and vibrant and intuitive, you know, our womb needs to also be cleansed and clear and healed in order for us to be that way. And the thing about women and wombs and the whole bowl shape thing in our bodies is that, you know, we like to put things in it, things that are not ours, things that don't belong there, basically all the crap. We're like, oh, look, guys, we have this bowl. We could put everything in it. Just give me your crap. I'll put it. You don't have to worry about it. It's right here. We just don't have to look at it. It's not, you know, it's there. And what we don't realize is that these, every time we put something there, it's putting a boulder in our sacred space that's blocking the life force and, you know, dimming our shine bit by bit by bit to the point when we get ill and then that takes its course. So we do, I feel like we do sponge up pain in order for others not to feel it. It's just like a nurturing thing that women sometimes do. I guess we're conditioned for that. So my thing is we need to stop doing that. We need to, first of all, cleanse our wombs, be like, okay, fear, you don't belong here. Anger, you don't belong here. Shame, you need to leave. Anything that is not love, creativity, fertility, creation, joy can go now. It's out of here. And only the only energies that get to live here are love, creativity, joy, creation, fertility. And just affirming that over and over, taking care of our womb space, not allowing those lower frequencies back in, you know, um, also taking care of our physical wombs, whatever that looks for us, looks like for us, where, you know, yoni steaming and um, yoni eggs or whatever, um, we need to take care of this very precious space um, and fiercely sometimes, depending on the environments that we're in. And so like, that's the first thing. And then when that happens, we then maintain our space. We then keep our wombs intact. And however that looks like for us, sometimes a womb, you know, waist beads are helpful. They're like a nice reminder around our waist that this is a sacred space. Nothing enters here. (laughs) Nothing that I don't want. So, you know, um, just little reminders like that ritual ceremony to remind us that we, the womb bearers have an important place in society as we birth life, as we birth creativity, you know, just the, as we shed the, um, the gunk from the collective every month, we do that for everyone. We do that for ourselves. We shed and then we renew. And that's a very important and powerful role that's forgotten, you know, in the blood mysteries. And um, it's important for our daughters and our, our young ones that have just entered that rite of passage to be reminded that this is sacred. This is beautiful, fertile blood that we must revere and honor and not shun and not, you know, be so upset when we have our cycle every, you know, like we're cursed and all those conditioned ideas, we need to rewrite them into the the fierce priestess, goddess, mother, fertile, you know, all-knowing great mother feminine mystery energies and to empower our young ones as well that that they are, you know, 
full of this rather than like brokenness or something that's wrong with them or, you know, things like that. So that's what I feel passionate about with the womb healing. And I incorporate that into my Reiki sessions as they come up. And um, I would love to um, do rites of passage ceremonies for, for young girls that are just coming into their moon time, things like that. Uh, very cool. Thank, thank you so much for being with us on Healing Wisdom today, Rana Darahian. You have a lot of wonderful things to say, lady. It's it just, yes, yes, you know, um, all the junk, there's all the relationship stuff, uh, the abuse and, and a lot of unconscious relationship stuff, like women giving more than they feel that they should. Um, there's just so much conditioning around women's sexuality and there's so many thousands of years of patriarchy and it can be really hard in that to even know, like, you know, uh, it's hard to know, I think, especially for, for young women, what they really want, you know, maybe for younger generations less. Um, but I think because they're being messaged and conditioned in a, in a better way generally, but I mean, even some of the classic, uh, anti-women's, uh, sovereignty and autonomy and, and demonization of women's, uh, sexuality or, or girl sexuality and not even sexuality, just like existence, like just, our bodies not being perceived as our own or just sort of this um, people being ripe to project things onto to girls and women, um, you know, and it's, it's been institutional. So <laughs> it's, so we're, we have a lot of work to do to reclaim our bodies and our wisdom and our knowledge and our power and our love, you know? Mm-hmm. True. Yeah. And I'm here for it. I'm here to support my sister's, and whoever wants to show up for the work, my only thing is I won't be I won't be pulling you in, kicking and screaming. You got to show up yourself. So I'm Touch of Light Wellness on Instagram uh, for Reiki and Touch of Light Arts. We've been speaking with Reiki Master Teacher Rana Darahian. You've been listening to Healing Wisdom, a Thursday morning weekly show featuring guests who share their journeys and expertise, providing us with food for thought. I'm your host, Pandora Peoples, Reiki and shamanic practitioner. You can find Healing Wisdom podcasts at WOMR.org or on Facebook and Instagram pages. We're listening to Omashe Bello from Alessandro Esposito. You can find his music at soundcloud.com slash Alessandro hyphen Esposito hyphen 10.